Courageous, Successful, and Happy isn't a goal. It's not a place to get to. It's a place to come from. I'm Tracy Oswald, and I am the High Achievers Coach, and each week we are going to get real and go deep on what's holding you back, how to face it head on so you can finally live your vision with clarity and confidence. Hey, you guys, how are you? I am so good. It was such a beautiful day in Dallas today. It's starting to turn to fall. So the temperature dropped. I don't know. It's been in the 70s and low 80s. I know that sounds weird for a lot of you when I say that. That's fall to us, but it is, and it is delightful. So I am just soaking it in. Um, had a great weekend, you know, did a lot of cool stuff, went to some friend's house for dinner. Um, and I decided to go for a walk on Saturday and I just had a random, you know, impulse to go for a walk. I was walking in the park right behind my house. There's a beautiful trail and like miles and miles of like nature and a little pond and, um, you can go biking and walking. So it's really, um, very, very pretty. So I was walking this trail and I got some inspiration around a topic I've kind of been playing with these last couple months. And that's this concept of making to-do lists versus allowing for inspired action. So what I mean by this is that, you know, to-do lists, you know, as high achievers, we're really, really good at this, right? We can make, you know, the best to-do list anyone's ever seen. And, you know, it's gotten us a lot of success in our life, right? We create projects, we put we put our tasks on lists and we absolutely get things done. But I'm talking about when to-do lists start taking over your life. And this can be the hallmark of the high achievers threshold. We've talked about this um, on episode four. And we think that in the high achievers threshold, just as a reminder, we think that to evolve to our next level, that we need to really double down and do more and harder work and as we've talked about over these last few episodes, we know that we cannot get there from that place, right guys? I hope you know, let's remember, remember that together. Um, so I was walking along and I, I've been deep down the Gary V podcast rabbit hole for the last couple of weeks. Um, so I was listening to one of his episodes and the episode was all about how important it is as a personal brand to be creating content. So he says a lot that if you're not creating and posting 100 pieces of content every single day for your personal brand, you're totally missing out. So, and like, I have a hard time with that, right? So I don't know if it's 100% truth for me that that's what I want to do. But, you know, he says things like, you know, you can do, you know, how much is 20 tweets? Like, that's really quick. And you can create, you know, quick Facebook posts and LinkedIn and do some videos. So I get it. And it's probably... I mean, it's probably doable. I just don't know if that's the thing for me. But I, I absolutely respect what he says about per building a personal brand um, and how he goes about it. So it really struck a chord with me um, specifically because it made me realize something. And that's before I launched my podcast, I was doing a ton more posting on LinkedIn, text posts, video posts, and you guys know that LinkedIn is my platform of choice, and I've really doubled down and focused 
almost all of my efforts on LinkedIn. But in the creation of the podcast, which took time in my week, I had to create time to write the concepts I was going to talk about, you know, record, do social posts from the recording, you know, production, all that kind of stuff. And along with the new role I've taken on uh, at work with my existing coaching clients and just sort of life, my posting on LinkedIn has gone a little by the wayside. So listening to him talk about creating content, it really struck this chord with me. You know, I'm figuring out how to do all these things together because a lot of them are new. But it's important for me to think about how to do them together in a way that allows me to love what I'm doing most of the time. I know we can't always love what we're doing, but it's a huge value for me at this stage of my life and my career that I focus my energy on things that I really love to do because that's where I can generate the most value for the world, for people, uh, and for myself. And because I'm up-leveling myself, I've started to notice that my to-do list is getting longer and longer and longer and that I could hardly keep up with it. And that instinct of wanting to do more and harder work started rearing its ugly head for me. But thankfully, I caught it in time. So I didn't go down the high achievers threshold route. So I was so inspired on my walk listening to Gary that I decided to record a really quick video talking about to-do list versus inspired action and that how I was working with this right now in my life. And it was super off the cuff. And I just turned on my camera, was walking and sweating. And I talk about, you know, how warm it is. And I just was sort of thinking through out loud how I felt about things. And I wanted to share that with, with people. And I ultimately posted it on LinkedIn. And it made me start, after I recorded that, it made me start thinking about the side effects of being human is that our brains like to remind us of all the things we need to do, the things we need to be, the things we need to learn, the things we need to create pretty much all the time. It's that constant stream, that constant voice in your head with sometimes helpful but never-ending reminders and questions. Things like, did you send that report to your boss? What are you going to tell Kim about that proposal? Are you going to join the yoga studio? Have you decided if you're signing up for that course? Where are we going on vacation next year? And as high achievers, we don't want to miss anything, right? So we have a tendency to document all these questions as reminders, and a lot of them end up on our to-do lists, adding to the already heavy load we already have. And our to-do lists become these masochistic taskmasters, silently judging us, relentless in their neediness. And a lot of people, a lot of us, high achievers, believe that in order to accomplish things and create new projects, we've got to put tasks on to-do lists. That makes sense. Whether that's analog style, you know, in a planner, on a piece of paper, or on digital lists or apps. And right now, I'm working with a blended mix of the two. I used to use Trello a lot, but at work, we use uh, Microsoft Teams, so I'm using Teams and Planner more. Um, and then I, you know, have a a paper list as well. So I'm sort of playing with what feels right for me and evolving that um, concept. But guys, we've been taught that to do lists work, and largely they have worked for us, right? They've gotten us the success that we have. And a little funny, a little side note. 
I want you to think about this. This is an interesting concept. A little side note about our obsession with to-do lists and all of the programs and apps out there and you know, planners and journals. I don't know if you guys get all caught up in what what planner you're going to use next, but oh my God, it's just crazy. I get so sucked into those Instagram ads that have the perfect planner for me that is going to totally organize me. Um, huge sucker for those. So, uh, but but when you, we really sit down and think about this logically, one of the big reasons that we obsess about our to-do lists and having the perfect app or the perfect system is because they make us feel like we're in control. Control of our lives, of the world, of the universe. It helps us feel like we're flying in the face of our self-doubt, right? By making these comprehensive lists to ensure we don't miss anything, nothing falls through the cracks, we don't fail, we don't fail ourselves, or we don't disappoint the people that are counting on us. And the funny thing is, guys, it's your self-doubt is at the wheel the entire time that you're beholden to your almighty task list. The task list is the master and you're the servant, right? We think it's the other way around, but it's not. When we give it so much power, when we obsess about it, when we put everything our brain gives us on it, it becomes the master. And we give it more and more power with every task we put on it, just because our brain gives us some random thought. And we know from our time together on these episodes that just because our brain gives us a thought doesn't mean it's true or helpful. When the task list is in control, when it's the master, you are doubting your ability to make decisions about how you want to experience your life. You're doubting your ability to remember things, things that are important. You're doubting your ability to trust that you will get the important things done. And I know how that feels right? You have this idea, you have this really important concept and you can't, you can't do the next thing until you get it out of your brain and either onto a piece of paper or into your planner or into, you know, your digital planner, because you're so afraid you're going to miss something. Classic hallmark of the high achiever. And again, guys, you know, I'm not saying that writing down things that you want to do is bad and that you should stop it immediately. I'm not saying that. So stop it. Just stop it. When the list controls you and you lose that sacred white space in your life to actually, I don't know, enjoy it and live it, that's what we're talking about here. Now, there's another way we get things done and create work, and we don't recognize it as actual work because it feels so different, and that's the place I want to take us to today. It's called inspired action. Inspired action is when you seem to flow right into creating something with such ease and enjoyment that it doesn't really feel like work. You guys know what I'm talking about. It wasn't scheduled, it wasn't on your calendar, it wasn't on your list. It was sort of like spontaneous combustion, right? It just seems to happen out of nowhere. And most of the really great work that I've done has absolutely been in this flow state where I've been doing something I really love to do, not even thinking about projects or even thinking about something that I love to do. And I feel this clicking, right, with an idea, this slow burn, this inspiration to take some kind of action. Sometimes it's to sit down and work, but usually it's more random than that. I might get inspired to read an article that maybe I saved on my computer during the week, or 
take a walk or research some weird random topic, right? Did you, did you guys ever have this, you know, sort of idea like, hey, I'm going to research, you know, tropical waves in the Pacific Ocean, like for no reason that leads you down such a rabbit hole, but you come out the other side with this really cool way of looking at something totally unrelated to tropical wave patterns in the Pacific Ocean. It leads you to something else and something else. And before I know it, I'm like feverishly creating something or approaching a project that I'm working on from a totally new and exciting angle in a way that could never have happened if I was checking off items on my to-do list. Like Tracy, sit down and figure out this project and come up with an exciting new angle. If that was on the to-do list, I could never have gotten there from there, right? Going from task to task, trying to make it all happen. And so many people I know, including some of my clients, live their entire lives this way. And then some people in my family too. Because our brain gives, gives us an idea. We think that because our brain gave us the idea, it must be true with a capital T that we need to do something about it immediately. And we put it on our to-do list. And because we believe everything our brain tells us, the to-do list just gets longer and longer and longer. And it gets really disconnected, guys, from the actual important things that you want to create. And it forces us to be the servant, the minion. It becomes the master. We serve it without question. And it's endless in its neediness. Your to-do list will never, ever stop needing you. And you can feel it, can't you? When you look at your to-do list, you feel it's, you know, what was that? Um, Stephen King wrote a book many, many years ago called, called Needful Things. I just always thought that was a really cool name for a book, but I feel like Sometimes I allow my to-do list to be this needful thing. We spend hours and days and weeks doing its bidding, even when it directly conflicts with where we want to be going and what we want to be creating. You know that feeling when you look at your long list and your calendar and you think, when the hell am I actually supposed to do the cool stuff to make the thing I want to make? And when am I supposed to enjoy this? And that's what life is about, guys doing cool stuff, making cool things, and actually enjoying life. Now, there are two powerful processes that you can adopt to start to cull your to-do list down and create more opportunities to spark inspired action. Both require commitment and discipline. And before we get into them, if you want to dive deeper into the brain concepts that we've been talking about on the show and really learn scientifically how our thoughts create every result we ever get in life, I have a free video course on my website. And my site is tracyoswald.com. Super easy to remember. Um, you can request the video course right on the homepage. It's totally free. It's called Three Brain Shifts for High Achievers. So if you want to go deeper, sign up for that course. You'll get four videos in four days right to your inbox. And they're only about 10 to 15 minutes long. Come with really cool activity sheets for you to map out your own brain your own thoughts, and how you are creating your results. So if you want to go deeper, go um, go sign up for that course. And uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts and where it takes you. All right, so let's jump in to a process you can take yourself through in order to vet the tasks on your to-do list before you actually put them on the list. Because you guys, you know that once you're, once those things are on there, you will carry them over for weeks, right? Until they are done. And, and they, they stay needful and, and they haunt you and, and they mock you um, when you look at your list. I know that feel. I'm just imagining that feeling because I know how it feels. 
So this process that I'm going to take you through, it's three simple questions. And I did this. I didn't have this process created at all, but I did this on a discovery call uh, this past weekend with a potential client. And I think I'm going to actually create a formal process around it because it was so effective for her. Then I started using it these past couple of days and I was like, damn, this is pretty cool. So I wanted to share th this with you before I really built it out um, because your feedback actually could help me uh, evolve it to be even better. So this potential client, she had 52 things on her to-do list. That's She came to me with organizational issues. Um, she felt overwhelmed. She had a corporate job. She had a side hustle. Um, she's also a speaker. She's doing a lot of really cool things in the world. But her uh, this, this exact thing, her to-do list was just taking over her life. So we went through the tasks on her list one by one. And there were things on the list like create outline for a keynote she's delivering in three months. Um, she had res re research employee resource group rules at her company because she wants to create um, a new employee resource group where she works. And down to like cleaning out and organizing her home office space, like all, and all everything in between that you can imagine that comes with just, you know, life. Look at your to-do list, probably looks pretty similar. So we went through this process and we pretended that none of these things were on her to-do list right now. But these were all 52 thoughts that her brain gave her. And she felt like, oh my God, I have to get these on paper before they slip through the cracks and I disappoint somebody and I don't get this done. So the first thing, question number one, if I never came across this item, whether it was an email, a note, a request from someone, or if my brain never gave me this thought, what would have happened? Would anyone have died? Would I have missed a huge deadline? If I missed that deadline, would it have mattered? Does this matter in the scope of any of the projects I want to get done? Is this going to move me forward? Is this going to make me happy? Is this going to give me more space to enjoy life in general? So if you never thought this thought or if you never came across it, what would have changed in your life? Would there have been any impact at all? So that's a powerful question. Number two, if I put this, if, not when, but if I put this on my to-do list, is it going to help me forward one of my big projects or goals? So you all know this as high achievers, you have maybe three or four big things that you're working on at any given time, and then lots of other little things. Is this thing, this task, this needful task that's asking you and begging you to get on your list, is it going to help you forward one of your big projects or goals? Yes or no? And then the third one, and this is key, you guys, what am I going to remove from my to-do list in order to keep this task? Because we can't keep adding things, all of the things that our brain gives us. And as high achievers, your brain's always working, right? Your brain works probably faster than a lot of other people's. So you get lots of ideas and thoughts. You can't do all of the things, you guys. So what are you going to take off your list if you put this on? So that process was so powerful for her. And I started using it as well. And I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. And look, the last one is, I think, the hardest one, especially the last question. So if, what am I going to remove from my to-do list in order to keep this task? Because if you're auditing a to-do list you're, you already have, or, or you're thinking about what am I going to take off my current to-do list in order to put something new on, our brains do not like letting go of thoughts that it er, has already given us. 
hell no. So that's a tough one. And I want to acknowledge that. But in choosing to do less and to do the things that not only really matter to you, but also the things that you can enjoy doing. And we'll talk about how to do that more and better in an upcoming episode. I've already mapped out for you guys. You give your brain the space to not do and your body a reason to not be in action, which ultimately allows you to simply be. And in that space of being, that's when the inspired action can start to bubble up and you get the incredible ideas and projects start flowing out of you. And this is the juicy place that I want to help you get to. So to come totally full circle with this, what I shared at the beginning of the episode that I was taking a walk in nature and listening to Gary V. Like I hadn't planned that walk. I just got this thought like, oh, I'm going to just go for a walk. This inspired action. And and through that, through the listening to the Gary V episode about creating content, I got another inspired action to record a video right then and there. I rarely do that, you guys. I recorded a video, no freaking makeup, like it's sweating. Um, And I'll link it in the show notes so you can see it. In my sunglasses and hat and just walking. Uh, and talking. I never do that, but I was inspired to do that right then and there. And I talk about like for less than five minutes, right? In an off the cuff video, it became something that I worked through this potential client with. It it became a concept, a concept that I'm, that I started using on myself, a concept that I'm going to, you know, build out and create a formal process, create an to-do, to-do list activity. I don't don't know what I'm going to call it, and it became the subject of this podcast episode, all because I had free time, right? I wasn't beholden to a task list that Saturday morning. I got inspiration to go for a walk and things snowballed, one inspired idea and thought and, and action after another. You see how it works? And I know you guys have lots of similar experiences, right? That you might not be thinking, oh yeah, like maybe you can connect the dots now. Oh, that wasn't just random or serendipity. That's because I had some white space in my life. I allowed myself to follow an impulse and it just snowballed with more good feelings and more good thoughts and more good impulses that cause you to take action. And you wound up in a place that you never could have mapped out if it was on your to-do list to do X, Y, Z this morning. You see how powerful that is? See how this works? And look, I would love to hear about those experiences that you have. Definitely send me an email at to at tracyoswald.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Um, I would love, love, love to hear about uh, your stories and maybe even have you on the podcast as a guest to talk through these concepts. I would love that. Reach out if you want to be a guest. Would love to have you on to talk about it. So your brain work for this week, take your to-do list through those the three questions that we talked about. One, if I never came across this item, whether it was an email, a note, a reminder, or if my brain never gave me this thought, what would have happened? Two, if I put this on my to-do list, is it going to help me forward one of my big vision projects or goals? And three, what am I going to remove from my needful to-do list that's mocking me every day, every hour in order to keep this task on or in order to put this task on? That is your brain work for this week. I'm going to do the same and I have been doing it. It's really been working for me. So I'm excited for you guys to try it. And hey, remember, if you want to go deeper with the brain work that we talk about on the show, visit my website, tracyoswald.com. 
about, I don't know, a quarter of the way down on the homepage, you'll see sign up for the three brain shifts for high achievers. It's free. Just put in your information. You'll get four videos plus some awesome worksheets. I mean, I would love to hear the outcomes from those too. I love you guys. If you haven't gotten a chance to rate and review the show, that really helps. And it not only helps me feel good that you like it, but it also helps in the iTunes and other platform algorithms you know, to kind of boost it up so more people just like you, your people can find this show, this show all about high achievers and taking ourselves to the next level. I love you guys and we will talk next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courageous, Successful, and Happy. It's not a place to get to. It is a place to come from. Listen, if you love what you're hearing, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so appreciated. And I will talk to you guys next week. 